When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experiencing feelings of anxiety does not mean that you have a mental illness. It doesn't mean that you are a broken brain or a broken person. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. What it means is that you are having a perfectly normal human reaction that is acceptable based on something that you're going through, some kind of circumstance. So therefore, it is a normal human response and it's giving you information. Now, if we shift our perspective from seeing anxiety as a brain state to seeing it as something that's actually helpful information, we completely change our neurophysiology. Well, I'm Dr. Caroline Neef, and I'm the host of Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, and I'm going to be talking today about how to, how to see anxiety in a different way and how to manage anxiety. And it really begins with how you perceive anxiety, the way you perceive it, is going to shift your neurophysiology and it's going to shift how you cope with it. But before we dive in and see how to do that, with Thanksgiving coming up, we've got a couple of great specials. We have 30% off my NeuroCycle app. That is something to be thankful for. 30% off with the code BFCM30, which is in, you'll see this, the link and the details in the show notes. And this is for first time users of the web app version. So it's 30% off the web app version, not off the um, off um, Android and iOS. It's off 30% off the web version. Link and details will be in the show notes. We also have 30% off the Brainy Bundle, which is this cute little Brainy toy. My latest book on how to help your child clean up their mental mess. Brainy's a character in the book, so we've made it a toy. And also the coloring book, Coloring with Brainy and Friends. And this kit helps you help your children with anxiety, with depression, with understanding the, what those really are and how to help them. And it has a whole lot of information about how to really do the neurocycle in a very, very, very simple way and so many more tips and things to help you help your child manage their mental health in a proactive way. And lots of adults love this book too because it's super simple helping with mental health. So, And also if you like watching podcasts as well, you can go over to YouTube and look for Dr. Leaf. Dr. Caroline Neef, and, and I'm on YouTube, and you'll be able to watch this podcast as well. So for those of you that are listening and weren't watching and weren't on YouTube, I was holding up a little toy, a brainy toy, and you'll be able to see that um, if you go to my social media, if you go to drleaf.com to the store, you'll see the little brainy toy there. So let's dive in. Okay, so I'm doing this in two parts. The first part, I'm going to talk about how we need to shift our perspective. We can't really manage anxiety very well, according to the research. And according to experience personally and also working with my patients, but it's, this is scientific evidence. We can't begin to even manage anxiety well unless we shift our perspective. So as long as you're seeing anxiety as you broken and as a, a label that's locked you in, that's not going to actually help you move forward through the situation because it's going to always be then something that you need to get rid of. But anxiety is actually very useful. It's helpful. And you can turn it from destructive into constructive anxiety. You can take that negative energy and make it healthy energy to work for you. So the first part is 
I'm going to explain how to do that. The second part, I'm going to give you a simple example of how to use the neurocycle to find the thought that the anxiety um, is coming from and then how to reconceptualize that. Okay, so let's start with part one. As I said, the way you think about something goes a long way towards shaping the experience. I'm sure you've had that in, in just in general in life. If you expect something to be a certain way, the way you see it, it influences how you show up or, or you experience that, that event or that relationship or that outing or whatever it may be. So if you think oh, it's going to be awful, it goes a long way to shaping that experience into being awful. If you're expecting someone to be difficult, it goes a long way to shaping that person and you, you know whatever they do is always going to seem difficult kind of thing. So having the right perspective towards anxiety is just as important. The way you see it will change your actual neurophysiology. So by looking at anxiety in a negative way, your heart will change its function. It'll, it'll, your, your heart rate variability will increase. Your cortisol levels will increase. Your energy in your brain changes into becoming more unstable, uh, erratic and, and un unbalanced. Um, oxygen and blood flow reduces in your brain, so you don't have much clarity. You have chemicals flowing in the wrong quantities, neurochemicals through your brain that can that uh, that influence your hypothalamic pituitary axis, and then that doesn't work like it should. So. But when you shift your perspective, you shift all of those things. You, you shift how that neurophysiology is working. You change how your brain and heart and lungs and endocrine system and mind and everything are working, which is quite amazing by just shifting your perspective. So I'm going to give you a two-part plan to do that. The first part, as I said, is, is changing your perspective. And I'm going to give you a bunch of statements to help you do this. And then the second part, as I said, is to do a little mini neurocycle. Okay, so when you the first part then is to shift your perspective. So I'm going to give you a bunch of statements. And these statements are going, um, the way you do these statements is that you step into what I call the multiple perspective advantage, which is standing back and observing yourself. So get into a state where you stand back and observe yourself. So you could get two chairs. You sit in one chair and you also sit in the other chair, but you sit in the one chair first and you are pretty much saying these statements to your anxious self. So one part of you is calm and one part of you is anxious. So you, that's one way of doing it. The other way is just right now as you're listening to me, just be aware of how you're sitting, what you're doing, what your facial expression is. That's an example of you observing yourself. So this is a, something that is so important to do anyway, um, to be self-regulated. I speak about it a lot on this podcast. But for this shifting your perspective, get into that state where you're very aware of what you're saying, what you're doing, literally observing yourself. Then in that state, you're observing now that you're feeling anxious. So you get into this multiple perspective advantage. So you're seeing things from multiple perspectives, which is your advantage. That's the idea. You're observing yourself. And in that, you see that you're very anxious. So maybe do a little bit of breathing just while you're getting into this very observant state. I love breathe the, I love different types, but my two favorites when I'm anxious is breathe in for six counts, hold for six, breathe out for six, or breathe in for three and out for seven. You can do whatever you want, but those two are two that I do. So I'm anxious. I observe myself being anxious. I do the breathing. And then I start saying some statements to myself to shift my perspective. 
Amino acids are so important for our brain and body health, especially as we age. As an older woman, I am particularly aware of the need for certain amino acids to maintain my well-being and longevity. Low-dose 3 grams of leucine-rich essential amino acids like Keon aminos stimulate muscle synthesis equivalent to 20 grams of whey protein in older women at rest and after exercise. This means for older women, Keon aminos can be 6 times more effective than an equal amount of whole food protein at stimulating muscle synthesis. If you're a woman in your 60s like me, if you're worried about age-related muscle loss, if you're trying to keep the weight off, you need to focus on building and maintaining muscle and as little as 3 grams of essential amino acids per day is going to be the easiest way to support that. This is why I take Keon aminos every morning with my breakfast. Not only do they taste amazing, are non-GMO, vegan and sugar-free, but since I've started taking them, I feel so much more energized throughout the day and experience less muscle pain after workouts. If you want to experience more energy and maintain your health as you age, check out our Kion Aminos. To save 20% on Kion Aminos, just go to getkion.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. To get my fundamental supplement for fitness, Kion Aminos, that's getkion.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. There's a whole bunch of statements. I'm going to read them to you. And by the way, if you want to see these in written form, they're in my blog. We do a blog with every podcast. So if you jump on my emailing list, you're going to be alerted to the podcast and the blog and all these specials. And um, otherwise, you can go to my blog at drleaf.com. Okay, so instead of saying, how can I stop feeling anxious? Rather say, what is my anxiety telling me? That's a profound statement. So instead of saying, how can I stop feeling this anxiety? How can I stop feeling this anxiety? Rather say, what's my anxiety telling me? Another statement, I'm not anxiety. You're not anxiety. You can't be anxiety. Anxiety is not an it. Anxiety is an emotional warning signal. It's an information. It's a messenger. Okay? Another statement, I can learn to tolerate my anxiety long enough to hear what change is necessary. Powerful statement. So I can learn. I don't know now, but I can learn to tolerate anxiety long enough to hear what, what change is necessary in my life. And that's a big thing, learning to tolerate that anxiety. So what I'm giving you here, just to remind you, is you observing your anxiety, you breathing and breathing in and out to calm yourself down, and then you're saying these statements. Now, your conscious mind is slower than your non-conscious. Your non-conscious is the biggest part of you, the most intelligent part of you. It's on your side. It's driving you. It's where all your wisdom and everything resides. And it's always trying to help you solve problems and live life, and it stores everything you experience absolutely amazing. It works with directly with your brain. And so your non-conscious mind and your brain response are always ahead of your conscious response. So consciously believing something is always a little slower than our non-conscious mind that believes the truth. So the truth is that you are on anxiety. The truth is that you can learn to tolerate anxiety. The truth is that you can learn to hear what change is necessary to manage that anxiety. The truth is that you're not broken and a mentally diseased person if you have anxiety, you're having a normal response. Those are the truth statements. But you may have years of wired in incorrect statements. I am anxiety. I am broken. I hate myself, all that kind of stuff. So by standing back and observing yourself and breathing, and saying these statements and writing them down and saying them as many times as you need to, you are helping to bring that toxic, the toxic statements out of the non-conscious. Basically, the non-consciously, you're working with the non-conscious to push those, those toxic ways of looking at anxiety into the conscious mind, weakening them, and then rewiring that toxic network into something that's healthier. So instead of saying, I am 
anxiety, you say, I'm not anxiety. Instead of saying, I can't tolerate this anxiety, you say, I can tolerate this anxiety long enough to find why I have the anxiety, that kind of thing. So these statements are basically rewiring that toxic tree. That's telling you the wrong, inf- that you've been sort of using to drive your, um, to to see how you see yourself um, see yourself in the midst of an anxiety attack or an anxious situation. Okay, so another another example of this kind of statement is: I don't have a brain disease if I feel anxious, even if I feel anxious a lot. So if you feel anxious a lot, it doesn't mean you have a brain disease. It's a it's not the truth. You don't have a brain disease. You have you're having a reaction to life. Okay, um, you another statement that um, another statement is: I am not just a bunch, a bag of messed up, I'm not just a messed up bag of chemicals. No, you're not a messed up bag of chemicals. You are so much more than a messed up bag of chemicals. I'm not a failure for feeling anxiety. This, we need to tell us of these things. These are statements you've got to wire in, okay, over time. Anxiety is not an expression of brain chemistry. Yes, your brain is affected if you don't manage the anxiety because the anxiety is, man, is linked to a toxic thought. And if you don't sort out that toxic thought, the anxiety signals will increase because they are because and because the, the signal is trying the anxiety is trying to say, hey, pay attention, sort out the thought. So it's not that you're getting sicker, it's that your non-conscious is desperately trying to get your attention with the increased level of anxiety. So if we try and suppress it, it doesn't go away. It will make it worse. We need to embrace it. So that's what these statements are helping you to shift into that perspective. Um, I'm anxious because of something. Instead of I'm, I'm broken or I'm diseased, there isn't something broken inside of me. Feeling anxious isn't evidence I have a pathology or a symptom of a disease. Feeling anxious is a sensation and signal with information that my mind and body are trying to tell me something, like sore muscles after a workout. Anxiety is evidence I need to change something. What is it? Anxiety is information. What is this information my mind, brain, and body are trying to tell me, that my non-conscious is trying to tell me? Anxiety is a normal reaction to life and, and is normal to feel considering what I'm going through. The way my body is responding, with my heart rate and heart palpitations and sore gut and maybe electric shocks through your body and eyes popping wide or whatever, in a short, short breathe, uh, like a um, shallow breath, the way my body is responding is normal. It doesn't mean I'm sick. It, it means my mind, brain, and body are working together to tell me that I need to pay attention because there's something that's causing this. All the memories of the experience are triggering, um, are, being, are, are, are being activated, and the non-conscious mind is pushing those through into the conscious mind. So this is just my mind, brain, and body working to help me. And I know it makes me feel bad, but I can do some breathing and some decompression exercises. I have lots of those examples in my app, by the way, the NeuroCycle app, to calm down my neurophysiology. So all these statements that I'm giving you, and there's a whole lot of them, and you can go to the blog and see all of these, is, is have them somewhere that's available that you can then read those when you feel that anxiety. So this first part of managing anxiety is to shift your perspective. And I'm giving you these statements that you want to wire in to shift your perspective because when you shift your perspective, you change your neurophysiology, you change how your body's responding. And that then they will help you move into part two, which is finding the thought. But the first thing you have to do is convince yourself that this isn't a disease, that this is actually just a normal reaction. So it sometimes requires a lot of statements that you need to say to yourself to wire in that network into your brain as a healthy thought tree. For those of you that are listening, I'm holding up a little beautiful green plant. You want to build these statements into this kind of plant, and then that helps you to you pull on this to then 
do part two, which is then find the thought that this anxiety is attached to. And then the other the other kinds of statements are you know giving yourself permission to be a hot anxious mess. So often we go into self hatred and self condemnation and and negative self talk when we feel anxious. What's wrong with me? It's not okay to be anxious. And you know this is uh, these I'm I'm bad and and I'm sick and you don't want that. You you want to give yourself permission. So hand in hand with you telling yourself those previous statements, which are pretty much saying that you're not, it's okay to be anxious, is you also want to say it's okay to be a hot, anxious mess, that being anxious is not a disease. It's the first set of statements. And you need to follow that up with giving yourself permission or starting with giving yourself permission to be a mess. You may want to start there. You may want to say, hey, it's okay to be a mess. And then you may want to say the statements, um, anxiety, this anxiety that I feel that's making me a hot, anxious mess doesn't mean I have a brain disease. I can learn to tolerate this anxiety. It's okay to be a hot, anxious mess. I can learn to tolerate this anxiety. Over time, I will learn to change it. It's okay to be a hot, anxious mess. This anxious mess is telling me something. It's a message. So you, that's this is the idea of operating. And, and saying those, um, and it, often enough, you may have to say them for a full 63 days because you may have such a dominant network that the minute you're anxious, you just fall into this thing of, I'm brain disease, I'm a mess. You may need to spend 63 days literally just, practicing these statements as active reaches, which I'll tell you how in part two. Another thing is in, in saying these statements is giving yourself permission to be a hot, anxious mess. Seeing the anxiety not as a disease, but as information is also giving your, uh, viewing yourself as able to handle the anxiety. Because so often people stay anxious because they think it's a disease. They don't give themselves permission to be a hot, anxious mess. But they also don't see themselves as able to handle the anxiety. I'm telling you, you are, as a human, you're able to handle the anxiety. But you have to you have to convince your conscious mind and you have to wire out that toxic network that, that's been telling you for a long time that you can't handle it. So you, you need to view yourself as being able to handle and even learn and grow from the anxiety. So you need to have... a some statements that that see yourself as I can do this. I can learn from this anxiety. I can grow from this anxiety. I know, and here's some statements to help you with that. I know I don't feel it yet, but I'm learning how to grow from this anxiety as I understand it more. Another statement: I will feel able to handle the stress as I find the meaning in the information it's giving me. I know it's hard to find the meaning, but it's here somewhere. I'm going to handle and learn from this anxiety because I'm learning to understand that anxiety can be true in two opposite ways at the same time. It's true that it can make me feel sick, incapacitated and awful, but it's also true that it will make me stronger, more resilient and more compassionate over time. Anxiety can be seen as a barometer for how engaged I am in life, a beautiful thing. It may be a little off balance from time to time, but the balance will be restored as I embrace the message and manage the message the anxiety brings it. I will handle anxiety by being curious about anxiety. I may even find that there's a biological underlying cause that's potentially contributing to my anxiety and I could check this out with my doctor. Very important, that statement. So it could be that there is, maybe there is some underlying thing. Maybe there's a thyroid issue and and, um, and a thyroid issue can also generate feelings of anxiety. So when you work on the anxiety in the way that I'm telling you and you still find it's there, it's also worth maybe going to a doctor and just double checking that you don't have some underlying biological issue that's also manifesting as and as anxiety. Now that doesn't mean it's that the other anxiety you feel isn't is isn't relevant because you can have anxiety from an underlying biological cause and you can have anxiety from 
your boss at work, from your children, from your spouse, from politics, from the pandemic, all these things, okay? So anxiety is part of life, okay? It's not a disease. And everyone goes through it. Everyone goes through anxiety. It's a human experience. I keep saying everyone feels anxious at some, at some point. It's a healthy way that our mind-brain-body reaction connects to us on a conscious level and helps us survive. And you're not the only person feeling anxious. People feel anxious. So these are a bunch of statements. I haven't said them all, but there's a whole lot of them, and you can have a look at the blog, as I mentioned. Now, the next thing is that once you have worked on this shifting your perspective through these statements of, it's okay to be a hot, anxious mess. If I'm anxious, that's not a disease. Everyone goes through anxiety. I am able to learn and grow. This time of year, everyday expenses look a little bit different. Whether you're buying gifts for loved ones or enjoying meals with friends and family, the holiday season is a time for sharing. And no matter what you're buying this season, when you use the Secure Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can build your credit scores with on-time payments for everyday purchases. Plus, there's no annual fee, interest, or credit check to get started. In fact, Chime has no monthly minimum balance or overdraft fees. I also love that with Chime, you have access to over 60,000 fee-free ATMs, which is more than the top three national banks combined. And you can easily find an ATM near you with the Chime app. Start building your credit today. Open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at chime.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. That's chime.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank NA member FDIC. Out of network 18 withdrawal fees may apply. Call 1-844-244-6363 for details. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payers, spot me, eligibility requirements, and overdraft limits apply. The next thing I would recommend for you to do is to dive into the neurocycle. Now, as I said already, it's on sale at the moment. Some of you are already using it. If you're not, you can get the web app version 30% off. Link and details in the show notes. Get into the app. First step, gather awareness. Gather awareness of the emotional signal, I am feeling anxiety. Where am I feeling? You reflect, you, you feel like, oh, I feel like I'm in a pressure cooker. I'm a pressure cooker. I feel like I just can't get outside enough. I, I don't feel like I've got enough self-acceptance. I don't think I can uh, do this, whatever you, st- so the second step starts getting a little deeper, the who, the what, the when, the where, the why of the anxiety. So the first step, gather awareness, takes the anxiety and connects it to how your body's feeling, the, the next signal. How your perspective, what your perspective is, the next, the third signal, and your behavior is the fourth signal. Second step looks at those four signals, anxiety with the other three signals, and how and going deeper, the who, the home, or it could be, um, uh, it could be politically related, or maybe not getting outside enough. Maybe there's just too much going on. Maybe there's certain habits that you've just grown so much that it's creating anxiety because negative habits or bad habits will make us feel hovering anxiety. So maybe that hovering anxiety is not from some huge trauma. It's from a bad habit that you've just got into and it's it's disruptive to you. So it makes you feel anxious. So by paying attention to that, that habit is. So when you then you write it down. When you write things down, you get it out of your head. You know, you can write down, draw a circle in the middle of the page, draw the four lines coming out of it emotional warning signals coming out of one line, behavioral out of one, perspective out of one, bodily sensations out of one, right? Anxiety in the middle. And then just start filling in all the information you gathered awareness and reflected on. And that, and then recheck it, look at that and say, okay, this is what's happened. 
I see I'm on a hamster wheel. I'm feeling, feeling particularly anxious at the, at the moment because I feel like I'm in a pressure cooker because I've got so many things that I've got to do in the next few weeks and it isn't realistic time-wise. That's what's making me feel anxious. So I've had this habit of, oh, I've got this habit of, I've got into the house, whatever. So you, the recheck is now looking at all the stuff you gathered and reflected on and working out what's going on to take the statements that I've given you and say, oh, actually, I've been, I have been seeing this as a mental illness. So I'm going to, for the next, for the next few days, I'm going, my active reaches will be to use the statements um, that help me see able to change, but I am actually able to change. So my active reach will be to, to tell myself over and over again for the next week, I can do this. I can get through X, Y, and Z. I'm going to get through it like this. So each day you build on the anxiety. I mean, sorry, you build on maybe. I, I am able to deal with this anxiety and, and work and work through to the source. You know what? I'm getting closer. I can see that I'm learning. Day three, I really am learning. I've learned this today. Well done. So it's, it's that you are telling us, you, you, maybe you've accepted it's not a brain disease. Maybe you've accepted that everyone can be anxious. So you can use those statements that I've given you in the first part of this podcast to build into as active reaches statements and add in whatever's relevant that you find like if it's related to being feeling like you're in a pressure cooker because you've got so much work then that's what you're going to work on I can learn from this I can learn not to work like this so that I don't always feel in a pressure cooker I'm totally able to change my circumstances even though I feel I can't I side of anxiety isn't about denying the fact that um, that unmanaged anxiety can be harmful it's not denying the anxiety those statements are showing you that you're not a diseased, broken brain and that you can have given you, um, you the, the neurocycle for how to find the source of that anxiety. And then you can use those statements in the act of reach. So it's not, we're not denying it, but unmanaged balance your mindset towards anxiety so that you can feel less overwhelmed and less hopeless and to try and avoid being anxious. It's okay to be anxious. It's good. It's helpful. Don't be scared of anxiety. Embrace it. Welcome it because it's telling you something. It'll help you to shift your perception of anxiety. And the second part being how to use the neurocycle with those statements to help all these podcasts. I encourage you to listen each week because everything I give you is to, to provide um, purposes is to give you something that will help you feel better about yourself. That will do something in you. That, and if you leave me a five-star review, that'll be amazing. And I look forward to seeing you next week with some more information. 